Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Pomegranate juice and in supplements is attracting lots of attention in the sporting world, mainly due to antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. Join us today to find out why and how to include pomegranate in your runner's food plan. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionists, friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back. I'm Karen and I'm here with Aileen. And as always, we're going to share something personal with you about our nutrition or our running before we move on to discuss our topic for today, which is a focus on pomegranate. So Aileen, today's question for you is, we are sort of moving into autumn now. And I just wondered, is there something that you turn to or turn your attention to nutritionally at this time of year for you personally to support you? Yeah, I think that's a good question, Karen, because I think, you know, the seasons are changing and um, things are changing potentially for our health too. So I I personally uh, think it's a great time of year to test vitamin D status. Um, and that's really because over the summer months, you know, most of us will have been outdoors more, will have had more sun exposure than, than other times of the year. Um, so for me, I'd hope to be at an optimal vitamin D status at this time of year. And doing a simple test just lets me know um, what I should be supplementing over the winter and how much. And it does vary from year to year. You know, sometimes you think that it, you would be high and you may be not as high as you would like. So you might need to supplement a bit more over the winter. Or if you've been really good, you might just have to do a maintenance dose of vitamin D. Um, and as we know, vitamin D status is vital for immune health. Um, so I tend to look at it, at it as a bit of a protector against colds flu and of course COVID, you know, there's a lot of attention uh, regarding vitamin D um, protecting against COVID infections last year. And we're still very much, you know, in that scenario. Um, so I suggest to all my clients to do a test at this time of year. And, and I usually get them to do it again in the spring um, so they know where, where they are. Um, and it's um, 
you know, it's a relatively low investment. Uh, so it's something, if it's something that's of interest to anybody who's listening, um, I'd just suggest drop us a line um, at hello at runnershealthclub.com and we'll send you um, our preferred supplier details in, in the UK. It tends to cost around about 30, 35 pounds for a, a vitamin D test. So I think it's a really worthwhile investment. And I'm glad you've uh, asked me that, Karen, because it's a reminder to me to uh, get my test ordered and uh, get it through the post. Yeah, absolutely. Check out how you're doing. And, and like you say, Aileen, autumn is the time when flus and colds come to the fore. And I think this year there is this expectation that there might be many different variants due to the effects of the pandemic that um, that we've gone through and probably as most of you will be able to hear I do currently have a nasty cold I have to say it's most annoying and debilitating and I'm getting really frustrated by it and because I don't often get ill so I'm really finding it a bit of, a, of an inconvenience but anyway as a result for me I'm turning to uh, vitamin C's in, in the supplement form um, to support my immune system, Aileen. So a bit like you're doing, mind you, you're doing it as preventative. I'm doing it after the horse has bolted, really. Um, <laughs> and but what I will do is sort of continue to take it for several weeks after the cold dissipates, really just to give my immune system a great boost as we move into the into the winter months and possibly more and different variants of, of colds and flus coming coming around. And also, as you've mentioned, Aileen, and you kind of prompted me as well, um, is that uh, I'll probably do a vitamin D test um, the same as you, just to really check my levels and see if uh, if that's something that I need to be supplementing to as we go through winter. So, yeah, we, we're all going to be so susceptible, I think, this winter. And, you know, well, just people that friends and people that I come across have all been saying, you know, it was so nice not to have a cold last year you know usually everybody has at least one don't they and as you say it's it's horrible we don't want them. um so i think anything we can do to protect ourselves would be really really helpful exactly and hope you managed to get through today's um well yes without any coughing or anything. yeah hopefully that won't happen but i apologize in advance if it does i do have some water here by my side so i might take a sip of water oh. as and when or if i need to um well, you've been a trooper doing this today when you're not feeling well so <laughs> yeah but hopefully hopefully it'll all be good anyway let's move on and think about pomegranates and pomegranates is sometimes described as a superfood there are many superfoods around now and pomegranate is one of them and it's a nutrient dense fruit with really lots of different potential nutritional properties and it's been used in ancient medicine and in cuisine around the world um, for, for such a long time but particularly in China, India and also the Mediterranean region as well. Now the outer part of the pomegranate is um, consumed typically as an extract, whilst the inner seeds and the juice are what we tend to eat and drink. Now, you find uh, pomegranate in the form of supplements, juice, powders, extracts, 
And of course, clearly the fruit itself. And um, pomegranate juice has even attracted attention in the sporting world, which is really good to hear. So today we're going to answer the following questions. Why has pomegranate been a focus of research in sports nutrition? Then we'll have a look at the key nutrients in pomegranate. And then we'll finish by looking at practical suggestions to consider when using pomegranate as a food or as a supplement. So, Aileen, let's get started. So, why has pomegranate been a focus of research in sports nutrition? What can you tell us? Well, the main sort of headline is that that pomegranates have great anti-inflammatory and antioxidant capacity. And and as you said, the inner seeds and juice of pomegranate um, are are the most um, widely consumed and has been the focus of most research. Um, And it's been shown to provide significant health and and athletic benefits. So, you know, if you do a search on PubMed, you'll find loads and loads of different studies about pomegranate and a whole range of different health benefits. Yes, and and the existing evidence suggests that pomegranate supplementation um, has the potential to promote antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects during and following exercise. And it's thought to improve cardiovascular responses during exercise, enhance endurance and strength performance, and also promote post-exercise recovery. So quite um, prominent um um, support for exercise. So, Aileen, can you give an overview of some of the research that we've been reading recently? Yeah, well, the one that the, the focus that I've had is really on a review that was written in 2018 or published in 2018 by the British Journal of Nutrition. Uh, and they looked at 11 studies in quite a lot of depth. And what they looked at was the effects of pomegranate supplementation on exercise performance and post-exercise recovery in healthy adults. And that was a systemic um, review, systematic review, rather. So um, that was a really interesting read. And I'll put the link into into the show notes so people can um, have a look at it in more detail. So I'll just give you some of the sort of overview of what uh, they looked at. So they, as I said earlier, you know, there's a lot of different um, studies. And when they looked at this review, um, initially they had a pool of 900 studies and they whittled them down to 11 that met their review criteria. And what they did was look at the effects of pomegranate intake on exercise performance, uh, exercise induced fatigue, soreness, muscle damage, oxidative stress inflammation and cardiovascular function um, and, they, and they split the um, review looking at the effects of pomegranate as the, the fruit or the juice and also uh, looking at pomegranate supplementation so that would be where you know the extract of pomegranate was put into a capsule for instance so when they looked at the um, using pomegranate juice predominantly um, the areas that they looked at were Uh, the effect of acute and delayed physical performance. They looked at muscle strength recovery, uh, muscle fatigue, pain and soreness, and delayed onset muscle soreness, which is DOMS. And we talked about DOMS a few times in various different episodes. Mm -hmm. And then when they looked at pomegranate supplementation, um, the focus there was on acute and delayed muscle damage responses, They also looked at oxidative stress response 
um, inflammatory responses and cardiovascular parameters. So all of these, you know, are, are of interest to an endurance runner. So whilst the studies might not have been specifically on runners, I think, you know, there are going to be some benefits around that that we as runners could um, take on board. Yeah, absolutely. And they covered a lot. And their findings really indicate that pomegranate has the potential to enhance endurance um, and strength performance, advance post-exercise recovery, and also improve cardiovascular responses during and following exercise. And all of these benefits are as a result of the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects of nutrients within the pomegranate. And the researchers also point out that um, positive effects of pomegranate supplementation of juice are more likely when pomegranate juice contains more than 0.7 grams of total polyphenols per half a litre. And also when large muscle mass exercise engaged and when pomegranate juice is consumed at least 60 minutes before exercise. Yeah, so that, those are really good um, recommendations. I think when we're we're thinking about what we need to what we need to consume and when, uh, and they also suggest that um, if you included uh, polyphenol rich pomegranate in the diet of active active people sixty minutes prior to exercise at the amount of seven hundred and fifty milliliters per day. Um, that would be beneficial and also that you could take the same amount after exercise up to 48 hours and those two time frames would be beneficial for physical performance and muscle recovery uh, during and, and following exercise. Um, and, but they also point out that more research is required to assess how chronic pomegranate supplementation and that means consuming it consistently over a long period of time how that impacts on physiological and performance adaptations uh, to exercise training. Um, and they say that that type of research might help optimise pomegranate supplementation guidelines through a range of exercise settings. So most of the studies are for short periods of time and there doesn't seem to be any long-term studies. So if you were to drink pomegranate juice every day for you know months or a year, what difference that would make to you? Mm. So really, the overview seems to be that pomegranate juice and supplements have the potential to promote physical performance and recovery, but we should ju choose juice or supplements with a high nutrient value. So Aileen, from that, shall we now move on and talk about the nutrients in a pomegranate? So, so what are the key ones? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're a bit of. A, I mean, I was sort of thinking of them as the pomegranate powerhouse because they've got a lot, a lot going on in in the pomegranate. So, um, the some of the key um vitamins and minerals that they include are um, potassium, vitamin C, vitamin K, and folate. Um, and also um the the GL load, and people might remember us talking about the GL load of of fruits and, and lots of different kinds of foods. So the GL load is 18. Um, so that's sort of one of the mid-range sort of GL loading. So it's got some sugar in it, but it's not too high. And I would say that's similar to a small banana or maybe a third of a mango. So if you if you had a whole pomegranate, that's what you would be taking on, on board. 
But really, you know, as we said earlier, it's the antioxidant and the phytonutrient properties of pomegranates, which really attract the most attention. Um, so if you can imagine a pomegranate, I'm sure most people can imagine uh, one. You'll have seen them in the markets or the shops. So it, it's a, a, a fruit with a very leathery rind. Um, it encloses sort of seeds and juicy um, arils, they're called the little seedlets inside. Um, and they're the bits that contain the edible part of the fruit. And about 52% of the total fruit is that edible part. And within that 52%, that part is uh, comprised 78% juice, 22% seeds. Um, but the rind of the fruit also contains lots of nutrients. And you can utilize those um, in processing, so juice, when juice and supplements are processed. So we as consumers at home wouldn't eat it, um, but in the, um, you know, in the processing world, they would use them to, to make juices and supplements. So thinking about the, the specific nutrients, so pomegranates contain lots of phenolic compounds. Um, so, you know, some of these names you may or may not have heard of, a big group of um, nutrients are called flavonoids um, and pomegranates have anthocyanins uh, and other complex flavonoids uh, and they also this maybe isn't such common knowledge um, they include a group of nutrients called hydrolyzable tannins and the main one that um, you know when you're reading about pomegranates or you're reading labels that you might see is something I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly but it's uh, called puny callagan and, and that's a compound with a really high antioxidant activity that may offer you know these potential health uh, properties that we've been talking about and it's thought that 92% of pomegranate and antioxidant activity comes from uh, these hydro syllable hydrolyzable <laughs> 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 tannins sorry um, so and, and also just to point out that they're mainly uh, the main component of the pomegranate husk is this uh, puny callagan. So um, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of benefit in the rind um, and that's that's how it's used predominantly. Um, and also it's responsible for um, 50% of the juices potent antioxidant activity as well. So it's, you know, it's the key nutrient that we need to be thinking about, although there are lots of other nutrients within the pomegranate that's very, very helpful. Um, so uh, that's a bit of an overview of the, the main uh, nutrients. Kind yeah. of. Yes, and that punicalogen um, as a dietary source is actually um, found in pomegranates only. So it's actually quite unique in that sense, um, although it is found in some tropical trees, which could be a source of um, nutrients for supplements, but it's not used for an everyday food. So the pomegranate is quite unique in in containing this. So, Aileen, are there any well-known nutrients in pomegranates? Because these are quite unique and uh, mm. and unusual ones, aren't they? Are there any more common ones? Yeah, well, two um, areas that 
um, or new traits people might have thought of, of heard about and I know we've talked about them in previous episodes so um, pomegranate juice has a rich source of quercetin and that's um, known to help with muscle recovery and improved exercise performance and they're also rich in nitrates now the nitrates are chemicals which naturally occur in plant foods and convert to nitric oxide in our body when when we eat them um, and nitric Oxide dilates our blood vessels and that increases oxygen delivery to working muscles. And that process is shown to increase the cardiorespiratory performance and also improve muscle function. And we did talk about that a lot in episode 40, which was uh, beetroot for running performance. So if anybody wants to go back and read and listen about nitrates, that's the best place to do it. Excellent. Thanks, Eileen. So again, just to summarise what you've been telling us, it's, it's what you're saying is it's well documented that pomegranate has a high oxidant value and pomegranate juice has three times as many oxidants as other antioxidant rich beverages, such as the likes of green tea and red wine. So really high because we do associate sort of these antioxidants with with green tea and, and the red wine. We're always speaking about those but not so much the pomegranate and the research is suggesting that pomegranate juice or the supplements may be supportive for both performance but also recovery so next we'll look at some practical suggestions for you all to consider when using pomegranate as a food or a supplement but before we do that Aileen I think it's maybe time to pause for a short advert break yeah, sure, Karen. So this is the moment where we we take a minute just to um, share with you what else we do outside of the podcast. Um, so the number one question that we we're asked uh, when we first meet, uh, you know, new clients or people in our day to day work is. I don't know what to eat to help my running. And that was really why we designed our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program. And we can't really emphasize the easy part of Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners enough. So it's easy to listen to. It has easy action steps which build up into a food plan and good habits. It has easy recipes, food lists and planners. Also that you don't have to think too hard and you can get on with the action steps and it's also so much more than just a video program. You get a bonus one-to-one food diary review call as part of the program and an invitation an invitation to our program support group and coaching circle. So we're always here to answer your questions because we know that uh, when you're working through the program, things will pop into your mind and you'll need to ask us some questions. Um, I thought I'd share with you that... Um, uh, some feedback we got from one of our clients, Kay, um, and she she uh, sent an email after her one-to-one bonus call just to say, thanks so much for yesterday. It's really helped me and I'm feeling really motivated. So we were just able to clarify some things that she needed answering. So we really love helping our clients make the most of Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners. And that's why we like to give you access to us too. So if you've been listening today and thinking you'd like to know more about how to apply both everyday nutrition alongside sports-specific nutrition, this program's a a great place to give you the information and action steps that you need. So if you're interested, you can find all the details on our website, which is runnershelphub.com. Look at the top menu bar, click on work for us and you'll find the program. And if you've got any questions at all, please feel free to email us at hello at runnershelphub.com. 
And also just to say thank you to you as one of our valued listeners. We do have a special offer for you to use. Um, You can use a coupon code POD, that's P-O-D, and that will get you 33% discount off the full price of the programme, which brings the price to £199. And you'll find details in our show notes too. So we'd love you to join us and uh, get the most out of your running. Excellent. Thanks very much, Aileen. So now let's move on and look at some practical suggestions to consider when using pomegranate as a food or as a supplement. So let's think about pomegranate in its natural state first. So how how do we choose a good fruit and how best to store it and use it? So thinking about choosing a ready-to-use pomegranate, my suggestions would be to choose a deep red colour that seems to weigh a lot for its size and also look for glossy, blemish-free skin and scratch it gently. And if it's soft and easy to scratch, it's likely to be ripe. And also a heavier fruit also indicates that it's ripe. And a pomegranate with a squared off circle shape means that the seeds inside the fruit have reached their juiciest potential. So all these things to think about that maybe you haven't thought about before when choosing a choosing a, a pomegranate. And really the best season for fresh pomegranate seems to be from October through to January. And that's because they're grown in the sunny regions um, where they're then farmed. So what about storing the fruit um, when you get it home? Aileen, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, the main advice is uh, keep it away from direct sunlight in a cool, dry place. Um, or you could store the fruit whole in the refrigerator for up to two months. Um, once you crack open the skin and extract the seeds, the arrows or the juice, keep it in the fridge and enjoy within five days. Um, and if you're not ready to um, eat them yet and you've, you've actually opened up the fruit, you could freeze the arrows. Um, that's something I use frozen um pomegranate seeds a lot Uh, I don't tend to prepare them myself I'll buy them pre-frozen but then they're there for whenever I want to use them and so does that answer that question Karen? Yeah absolutely and thinking about them um, in the in the frozen form they do actually keep in the freezer for up to one year so they're actually long lasting um, in the frozen form so that's worth noting as well. So Aileen from that um, I know you said you don't prepare pomegranates very often you buy the the frozen ones how how would you prepare one if you did have one? Yeah, I mean, it's not as difficult as people would think. And I think that's sometimes what puts people off using fresh pomegranates because you think, oh, this is going to take too long. Um, but um, there, there are a couple of methods. The first one, which I think is a really good tip, is you sort of roll the fruit around. If any, if you could see me, I would be doing my hand rolling it around at the moment. Uh, and that, what that does is it, it loosens the seeds inside the fruit And then what you do is you score around the middle uh, of the fruit with a knife and tear it open into halves. Um, And you sort of like almost like twist it to open Um, and just take care when you're scoring it not to cut through the seeds, just to score through the skin. And then when you've got um, the fruit in two halves, you hold it over a bowl uh, with the seeds facing down and then you can just tap the skin with maybe a wooden spoon squeeze it a little bit and that just releases the seeds uh, so that's the, the first sort of method 
the other method, I, I've not tried this. Um, I've seen it on a video, um, but it, it seems to work. And I'll show, share a link to the, the video in a minute. Um, but what you do is you, I guess you would do the same, you know, would loosen the seeds and then you would score four lines from the top to the bottom to almost like put a quarters in the pomegranate. And then what you do is you submerge the pomegranate in a bowl of water um, and you pull the quarters apart and that releases the seeds um, and you can release the seeds with your hands. And what happens then is the the um, seeds will sink and the pith floats at the top of the water and then you can take the pith and, and peel away and discard it and then drain the seeds. Um, so that's another way to do it. Um, I don't know how easy people would find that, but um, there is a video that I found and it's on the BBC Good Food website um, and it's um, how to eat pomegranates. So I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. But as I said earlier, I tend to go for the easy option and buy frozen seeds yes. or fresh. And, yeah. and, um, and then what, only if I'm on holiday and, and I see a nice, lovely, ripe pomegranate, maybe in a food market, I might think I've got time to, to do that and enjoy mm-hmm. the pleasure of eating the pomegranate from, uh, from its natural source. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I'm a bit like you as well. I do tend to buy um, more of the fresh um, seeds that have already been extracted um, because I find, well, now that you've told me about these methods, I will try them. But when I um, am doing, trying to get the seeds out of a, a full pomegranate I just find that I splash the juice everywhere and I make a terrible mess so but I'll try these two methods and, and see if that stops that splashing of the of the juice um but sort of moving on Aileen if someone was buying ready-made pomegranate juice or as a supplement what what sort of things should they be considering yeah, well, I mean, it's always the same advice that we give. It's, it's choosing the best possible quality so that you get therapeutic value. Um, so thinking about juice, um, check the label, uh, choose a pure form of juice, ideally that isn't from a concentrate or is mixed with other juices or liquids. Sometimes um, it'll have added sugar, you know, so you don't necessarily want that. And obviously the organic variety is the best. Um, a brand that I would recommend would be Biona. Um, you know, none of these um, are cheap because you can imagine there's several um, pomegranates going to every every juice. So, um, but, you know, if you want to try and you want to try the best, I would suggest that. Now, I did find um, a concentrated pomegranate, pomegranate drink Um by a company called Active Edge, and they they produce really high quality products. You might have heard of their Cherry Active before, and they also do a blueberry uh, concentrated juice. But they have uh, something called Pomegranate Active, and that's 100% natural pomegranate concentrate. So you would dilute it, um, and they say that their bottle, which is just under 500 milliliters, contains 27 pomegranates oh. and contains no sweetness, preservatives, flavorings or added sugar. So, you know, that might be one worth trying. Um, and there are there are other brands out there. And, and I think it's mm-hmm. up to people to have a look and choose something on the that you know fits the bill really yeah absolutely and like you say just choosing the best quality that they can so so what would you then say about supplements alien and choosing them yeah well again i've never used a pomegranate supplement myself um 
but I have had a look around to see what's available. Um, again, I, I would just say check the label, make sure it's certified organic with no artificial ingredients or preservatives, and also have a, a read to see a, how much pomegranate content is there. Is it of therapeutic value? So I would say it needs to be, you know, from the reading I've done, something between sort of 275 and 800 milligrams of pomegranate per serving. Um, and that seems a wide range, but there isn't um, a recommended daily allowance to follow. Um, so we're putting our trust really in uh, some of the manufacturers of suppliers, as well as the people that have done studies to know whether this would be the right sort of amount. Now, some labels will explain um, the uh, Puni Callaghan content so that's um you know really important nutrient that we talked about earlier so apparently when the pomegranate is processed the uh, puny galligans can break up and the benefits can be lost so some supplements are created and processed in such a way that they preserve that content and, and i did find a, a nice um supplement company called True Vida and, and they seem to concentrate on, on just a few um, supplements which are really uh, high quality uh, and they're all organic and they have um, a pomegranate supplement in their range which contains 800 milligrams per serving and that's two capsules um, so I, they looked really good and I think if I was going to try one I'd probably start there. Mm. Mm, okay, it sounds as though there's some good products out there, but you just have to be discerning and, and find the right ones. Um, so, Eileen, thinking about us as runners, how can we use pomegranate in our food plans to support our running training? Yeah, well, I think, it, it, you know, it's easy to use um, the pomegranate seeds uh, as an addition to sweet and savoury dishes. And um, they will add the nutrients we've been talking about, maybe not at the level that will give us the results that some of the studies are talking about. But at least it will add these nutrients to our food plan. Um, so you could sprinkle pomegranate seeds on porridge or yogurt, or you could add it to a salad or a smoothie, or maybe as a garnish on, on savory dishes. Uh, and I think it's certainly worthwhile trying, um, trying out a good quality pomegranate juice before and after exercise you know, over a few weeks and, and see what results you experience. And if anybody does try that, do let us know because we'd be really interested to find out if you've noticed any positive changes. Uh, but just a uh, sort of final thought from me is that plant antioxidants tend to work synergistically. So that means you'll have more benefits from a supplement um, if you're dietary antioxidant intake is high and varied and we talk a lot about eating a rainbow uh, so if you if you do that alongside adding in either a pomegranate juice or a pomegranate supplement you're probably going to get more benefits um, and you can do that just by making sure that you know you eat a wide variety of brightly colored fresh fruit and vegetables every day um, and across the week you get all the colors of the rainbow so that's uh, something to take into account too yeah, absolutely. And then you're just building up that antioxidant levels um, on a daily basis. So thanks for that, Aileen. I think it's been really great to find out more about the, the pomegranate and its antioxidant powerhouses, really, as you call them. Um, so just before we go, could I just ask you to round up with your 
key takeaways from today's episode? Yeah, sure, Karen. So pomegranate can be consumed in the form of fruit, juice, uh, supplements, um, perhaps even powders, extracts and concentrates. It's got a high uh, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant capacity, and it's that which brings the health performance and recovery benefits. Um, So we've talked about that pomegranate's got the potential to um, enhance endurance and strength performance. It can also advance post-exercise recovery and also improve cardiovascular responses during and following exercise. But for maximum benefits, it's suggested that pomegranate juice or supplements are best consumed 60 minutes before exercise and within 48 hours after exercise. And when you're choosing juices or supplements, choose um, them with a high polyphenol content. So um, the ideal would be choosing juice which contains more than 0.7 grams of total polyphenols per half a litre. When you're buying supplements, check the uh, punicalagon content, ideally 800 milligrams per serving. Uh, And then when you're um, buying any form, really choose that your food and supplements are free of added added sugar or additives and organic is probably going to be best. And finally, you know, just enjoy fresh or frozen pomegranate seeds on sweet and savory dishes, uh, knowing that you, you're adding uh, some important nutrients to your food plan. Great. Thanks very much, Eileen. It's been a really interesting insight into pomegranates. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at AmazingJane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.